0: Arrived "'to find a whole house in turmoil, "'and servants running hither and thither "'in the greatest possible disorder. "'Fortunately, he is much of a height with Lionel, "'who was able to help him with the suit.' "'I should have had no dress-suit in any event,' said William. "'All my earthly belongings are burned or drowned or both, "'and they never included a dress-suit. "'During my last two years at Eager, "'I had not even a pair of shoes.' "'Well, well,' said Lady Alabaster, easily.' "'You must be possessed of immense resources of strength and courage. "'I am sure they will be equal to a turn around the dance floor. "'You must do your duty too, Lionel and Edgar. "'There are more ladies than gentlemen here. "'There always are. "'I do not know how it comes about, but there are always more ladies.' "'The music struck up again, a waltz. "'William bowed to the youngest Miss Alabaster and asked if she were free to dance. "'She blushed and smiled and accepted.' "'You look at my shoes with a new consciousness,' said William as he led her out. "'You are afraid not only that I shall dance clumsily, "'but that my unaccustomed feet will stumble into your pretty slippers. "'I shall endeavour not to. I shall try very hard. "'You must help me, Miss Alabaster. You must take pity on my inadequacies.' "'This must seem very strange to you,' said Enid Alabaster. "'After so many years of danger and hardship and solitude, "'to take part in this kind of entertainment?' "'It is quite delightful,' said William, "'watching his feet and gaining confidence. "'The waltz was danced in certain kinds of society "'in Para and Manaus. "'He had whirled around with olive-skinned "'and velvet-brown ladies of doubtful virtue and no virtue. "'There was something alarming in the soft white creature in his arms, "'at once so milky, wholesome, and so airily untouchable. "'But his feet were confident. "'You know very well how to waltz,' "'said Enid Alabaster. "'Not so well as your brother, I see,' said William. "'Edgar Alabaster was dancing with his sister Eugenia. "'He was a big, muscular man, "'his blonde hair crimping in wind-swept regular waves "'over his long head, his back stiff and straight. "'But his large feet moved quickly and intricately, "'tracing elegant skipping patterns "'beside Eugenia's pearly-grey slippers. "'They were not speaking to each other.' Edgar looked over Eugenia's shoulder, faintly bored, surveying the ballroom. Eugenia's eyes were half-closed. They whirled, they floated, they checked, they pirouetted. "'We practice a lot in the schoolroom,' said Enid. "'Matty plays the piano, and we dance and dance. Edgar likes horses better, of course, but he likes any kind of movement we all do. Lionel's not so good. He doesn't let himself go in the same way. Some days I think we could dance forever like the princesses in the story.' who wore their slippers out secretly every night, and were exhausted in the mornings and no one could understand it, and refused to marry because they loved dancing so much. Some married ladies still dance. There is Mrs. Chipperfield. Look in the bright green. She dances very well. Edgar and Eugenia had left the floor and returned to their positions beside Lady Alabaster's sofa. Enid went on talking to William about the family. As they passed the sofa again, she said, "'Eugenia used to be the best of all. "'Before she was unhappy. "'Unhappy? "'She was to be married, you see. "'Only Captain Hunt, her fiancé, died quite suddenly. "'It was a terrible shock. "'Poor Eugenia is only just recovering. "'It is like being a widow without being married, I think. "'We don't talk about it, but everyone knows, of course. "'I'm not tittle-tattling, you know. "'I just thought, since you are to stay here a little time, "'it might be helpful to you to know.' "'Thank you. You are very kind.' I shall not now say anything unwittingly foolish. Do you think she would dance with me if I asked her? She might. She did. She thanked him gravely with a slight lift of her soft lips, and no change in her deep distant eyes, or at least that was how he saw them, and put up her hands gracefully to take his. Her presence within his grasp, that was how he thought of it, was lighter, more floating, less springing than Enid's. Her feet were deft, He looked down from his height at her pale face and saw her large eyelids, blue-veined, almost translucent, and the thick fringes of white-gold hairs on their rims. Her slender fingers, resting in his, were gloved and only faintly warm. Her shoulders and bust rose, white and flawless, from the froth of tulle and tarlatan like Aphrodite from the foam. A simple row of pearls, soft white on soft white with a shimmering difference, rested on her collarbone. She was both proudly naked and wholly untouchable. He guided her round the floor and felt to his shame. And-